Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Mom, whether she's knocked up or not, guess what? Nothing else worse can happen, Mom. Hi, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. I hope everyone has a beautiful and brilliant Mother's Day. Hope you got your mom a nice gift. If you are a mother, I hope your kids are being on their best behavior. So I want to do a Mother's Day extravaganza. That's really obnoxious when I talk like that. (laughs) But yeah, I decided to do a special Mother's Day episode. I went above and beyond what my editing skills are. So, you know, We'll see how this goes. Let's hope it goes great. I think it will. I'm going to play clips from the show, a moment from each girl, and then I'm going to play some uh, voice notes that I got from some of my favorite, favorite listeners. So yeah, happy Mother's Day, guys. Let's get to it. So I'm going to go through each teen mom and go with what I think is either my favorite moment or a fun moment to talk about or something I just thought about um, when I was searching for clips. And I want to start with Amber. So Amber has an incredible moment in season two where I just realized I didn't write down what fucking season and episode that I got these moments from, which was like beyond dumb of me. But you know, This is where I am. I just spent like an hour and a half prepping for this, by the way, guys. This is a lot of work. Um, So we have an amazing moment where Gary proposes to Amber, but it's not quite so romantic. That's not up to me. I'm old fashioned when it comes to that. Are you asking me if I would say yes? I already know what you'd say. You don't know. I gotta get engaged. Yeah, I don't like that. You know, you get, get engaged. I want you to put thought behind it. And it. It's funny, but and if you want your old ring back, you can have it back. One that we lost, the original engagement ring. I got it in my pocket if you want it. <laughs> I don't understand. I was going to ask you to marry me, you know, like to engage, to get married. You could wear that if you wanted. I just don't have, you know. Well, if that's the case, this is a real ring that won't. I didn't pay for that. You don't have to pay for it, Gary. I told okay, you. You bought this, though. That's different. A ring is a ring. All right. I know we've been through a lot, but do you want to marry me again? Gary, don't say it like that. All right. Do you want to marry me? It's not do you want to. It is do you want to. Will you? Okay, I'm sorry. I'll say it the way, exact way you want it to. It's not that. I, I don't hear it from your heart. That's from my heart. I just did it so many times. Really, Harry? Twice. Then if it doesn't mean anything does, to you, Amber, then don't I want do to, it. But I said, do you want to? You look very you? uncomfortable right now. There's water coming up here. Amber, oh my Lord. I said, do you want to marry me? I didn't know how to say, will you? What's the difference? Amber, will you marry me? Promise you're gonna be there for me and I'll 
run out on me all the time? Yes. I don't want to run out on you. Okay, will you marry me? Yeah. Forever? Yeah. I'm going to give you your ring back. That you just gave me. Okay, so that scene was fucking hilarious. <laughs> First of all, they're strolling down the beach. Uh, Amber is very thin because she's in like peak druggy Amber uh, time in her life. Very thin. And <laughs> like, could anything sum up Gary and Amber's relationship more than them fighting through him proposing, him proposing using a ring that he didn't buy for her. She already owned don't forget the ring that he proposed to last time he had bought at Walmart for $23. Um, I love when he says the water's coming up to me because they're like right uh, on the tide line. That's not the word, but right where the water comes in. She's like galloping through the water. It's so fucking funny to me. It's, uh, you know, that's what they thought was romantic. It's it's just so funny. I, I can't say that enough, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the voice she's doing where the fuck did that voice come from is that always how she talked when she was on drugs i haven't watched the early seasons of teen mom og which it wasn't even called og then in a while but that high weird pitch voice she does is it's really something so yeah that's one of my favorite amber and gary moments i just think it's so it just sums them up so fucking well, like, I could not pick a better clip that summed up, like, the weirdness of their relationship and the patheticness of it all. <laughs> okay, so next I want to go to a truly, truly iconic scene. Like, I don't know if anything gets more iconic than this scene. Um, I'm not even going to set it up more, but it involves Macy, so I think you guys can guess where I'm going to go. I mean, I can take your word for it, but just wondering... How are you and your boyfriend? Good. Hey, I have to ask you a serious question. What? Just a serious question. Like, I've got to know. Oh, God. But I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings when I ask this question, so Why I got Why don't you know. just text me? Is Kyle slow? I mean, I'm being honest, Macy. Oh, my gosh. I, I swear to God. Do you want me to smack you in the face? I'm not even kidding. No. Okay, that's all I needed to know. There's been quite a few people ask me, so I asked. Quite a few people as in who? The little boys in there that you hang out with? No, there's been more people ask me than that. I've never met him before in my life. I mean, he never gets out of the car when he comes over here. Is Kyle slow? <laughs> First of all, Ryan is at peak hotness in this scene. Oh my god. He is so fucking hot in this scene. I know I have terrible taste and I know Ryan is an asshole, but boy, was he hot and he still is hot. Let's all be honest and real. But that scene makes me laugh so fucking hard because he won't even say it out loud and he texts it to her. And like, it's what we were all thinking. Like, Kyle King was quite slow. Um, You know, I don't think he was like, disabled in any way or like non what's the word I'm looking for no neurodivergent I believe is the correct term to use these days but <laughs> he was slow like there was nothing quick-witted about that guy and I just love like that Ryan had the balls to ask that on camera and like you know he planned to ask that on camera 
And it was just so fucking funny. And it's right after, like, Macy's like, why isn't my child, why aren't you getting me my child support? <laughs> is Kyle slow? Ugh, I just love that. Um, there used to be a website, well, it still exists, but nobody's on it anymore, called Teen Mom Junkies. And for a long time, my username was, is Kyle slow? When I die, I would like you to put, is Kyle slow? Question mark on my tombstone. It's just so funny. It's just so fucking hilarious and really sums up Ryan, like, in his assholeness, but you still like him and think he's funny way. Um, yeah, I love it. Kyle King was, boy, was he slow and weird. Um, I'm so glad Macy and he did not end up together. Fun fact, Kyle King now has a baby named Crew. K-R-E-W. Not with a C, with a K. So this baby's name is Crew King, which is a name. And also, did you guys know after Kyle King and before Taylor, Macy dated someone named Taylor, or excuse me, Kyle Regal? Isn't that so weird? She went from Kyle King to Kyle Regal. Um, bizarre. But yeah, is Kyle slow is by far my favorite Macy moment that's immediately popped into my head when I knew I was going to honor Macy. So now we'll go to Miss Farah, who, it was, okay, so I wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go with Farah. Like, there are a lot of funny things that have happened. There are a lot of dark things that have happened. Um, You will see with some of them, I do use dark moments because it's my favorite. Like, what? I'm going to pretend like all my favorite moments are happy moments. I mean, really, all these moments aren't even my favorite moments. But all of these memorable moments are happy moments. No, that's not... I'm not fucking watching Teen Mom and Teen Mom 2 for the happy moments. Are you guys? I think I've made that pretty fucking clear. I don't care about uh the happiness on this show. <laughs> <laughs> that's sad and weird of me but um yeah Farah is like so crazy and vile and sometimes nice I don't know she's just such a enigma wrapped in a riddle wrapped in cash if you will that I was not sure which direction to go in but last season her and Deb just had like the weirdest fucking fight that literally escalated out of nowhere and ended in such a bizarre fashion with Pharaoh saying god bless America it just was it made no sense the fight as Farrah's fights often do and I just feel like this scene really really captures Farah and Deborah and their relationship like to a t this is a truck. I don't know how to drive or work a truck. Is this where you, like, fill it up with gas? This unlocks it. Hey, Mom. This it's it not down. that. It's not that. It's and then this has to actually be all the way out and come all the way up to this so you're not fighting going over it. It will. Yeah. Okay, genius face. Oh, my God. Why are you talking don't, like don't that? Don't act like I'm stupid when I'm asking a question when you're not even able well, you to show me. very clear. I'm able to show you. I'm not able to lift it. It's too heavy. Okay. All right. Uh, come over here. Annoying people. That's the park brake and it's on. I don't, I, you know, just Listen just to me. I'm to trying me to tell you something. my brain. God bless America. All right. I'm going to drive you over to see the furniture. When Ferris says, okay, genius fuckface, like, <laughs> I lose it okay genius fuck face like let me put that one in my back pocket for later like that is the funniest fucking way to tell someone off and just the way that she says god bless america at the end like kills me every time um it's just so classically farah because it really makes no sense right like why would you say god bless america there um and they literally go from just like no fight to calling each other genius fuck face within one second which 
I feel like is the essence of Farah and especially the essence of Farah and Deborah together. Don't you guys agree? Farah and Deborah together are just such a mess. And literally the moment Deborah starts talking, Farah just goes into like a PTSD rage episode uh, where she has no control over any of her feelings or thoughts or actions and goes off. So yeah, God bless America, guys. And then to round it out for our team um, OG ladies, uh, I have Caitlyn. And I really, I struggled to find a Caitlyn clip. I just wasn't, for whatever reason, like no instantly memorable scenes popped into my mind. And that's really what I went for in this clip show. I shouldn't say it's my favorite. It's like what scenes automatically when I think of each character, like do I think of? And like with Macy is Kyle Slow is what I think of fucking immediately. Um, with Amber, I got there because... When I ever, whenever I think of Amber, I think of her saying to Gary, we're fiancé now, when they were having a fight. <laughs> she was like, we're fiancé now! And I couldn't figure out what episode that was in and stumbled upon the uh, engagement scene and, like, laughed until I cried. And so, obviously, I was going to include that. Fair, the God Bless America thing is used all over the Reddit sub, and I just... I just love it, so that's what I included. But with Caitlyn, for whatever reason, I couldn't think of, like, truly memorable scenes. Um, You know, there is her mom calling her a bitch while prom shopping, which I could have done, but I did want to keep it a little more lighthearted. Although this scene that I thought of next really isn't that lighthearted, but um, it's, like, kind of shows the peak of Caitlyn's immaturity, even though, like, it's been 10 years that this show is on, or 8 years or whatever, and shows that, like, she really has not grown up, and she is in a dark and bad place. One's there that I liked for sale. Her name is Callie. She's 3,000 because she's young, and she's very, um, she's very, like, a broad spectrum. You can put little kids on her, you can put scared adults on her, and she does really good. So, you know, it's just, first of all, it's finding a horse that you like, and if I'm interested in one, then that's when, you know, you call boarding facilities, see what they offer, how much they are before you even buy a horse. You know what I mean? And then you just kind of go from there. How much does boarding cost? You can get boardings for 100 a month, you can get boardings up to 600 a month. He said, I think he said 1,000. No, he's like six, six to eight. So it depends. It just depends on the boarding facility that you pick. I was about it yesterday. I was like, maybe Kate can, like, volunteer at some stable. Well, no, volunteering's different, though. I want to be able to ride if I'm having a panic attack and be able to go. So what does volunteering look like? You feed them and yeah, that kind of stuff? Yeah, them, all that kind That's of stuff. That's therapy right there. Yeah. And it's free. <laughs> I'm just saying. I want to buy a the- horse so I know it's mine and I can go ride it whenever I want. And I can bring it to my house whenever I want. And if I'm having a panic attack, I don't have to pay $30 and go with somebody. I can jump on my horse and go wherever I want to. But what I'm saying is, what is the difference in cost between purchasing it outright and then boarding it or just paying $30 every time you want to ride it? 20%. Paying $30 every single time? If I'm going to have a horse, I want to be able to have a bond with a horse, and it's mine. For sure. Okay, got it. Not right now, not anytime soon. Where to begin with this scene? (laughs) Where to begin? So, you know, Kate, when she was in rehab her mental health rehab, she decided, she got uh, equine, is it equine or equine? I think equine therapy, really liked it, good for her, great, love it, glad to hear it, and then went to look at horses and decided that she should own a horse. Now, don't forget, 
earlier in this season and kind of what prompted her to go to the rehab was that she bought a mini pig for $3,000 and literally could not handle it for one day. And also, of course, it's on a mini pig because mini pigs are not real fucking things. Did you guys know that? That like mini and teacup pigs are basically just like under starved pigs and they still grow to be 100 pounds. Fun fact, don't get a fucking mini pig. Um, So... (laughs) She had to give it to her mom. She went to rehab and basically showed us that she's manic and is unable to care for animals and doesn't really seem to care for her daughter that often, to be honest. But (laughs) she decided that getting a horse would be a great idea. And I just love this conversation because it really shows where Caitlin and Tyler are in their relationship. And when he's like, why don't you just volunteer? She's like, nope, nope, need a horse, $3,000, no big deal. Why would I pay? And also it's like really classic uh, logic of somebody who has recently gotten money but grew up poor because she's like, why would I pay $30? Like, I just want to own a horse. And it's like, because $30 is infinitely cheaper than the $3,000 that you're going to pay plus the $800 a month that you're going to pay to board a horse. Um, I love that the producer calls her out on lying about the money that's a good og moment i love when producers call the cast out online and i just especially (laughs) i just love how caitlin like foresees herself owning a horse to ride when she has panic attacks and like that just she'll have a panic attack and just like jump on a horse and it will be like this way to calm her and it's just so unrealistic and tyler's suggestion of suggestion of volunteering i think was actually great and that like Her volunteering at a horse farm would be a wonderful fucking idea for her. But, you know, that's not what she wants to do. She wants to buy a horse, board a horse, probably not take care of it herself, and then ride it when she has panic attacks. And now that they have the house on land, she'll just keep it at her house. Like, (laughs) she'll just keep the horse at her house because they have two acres. So why not? Um, It's just so nuts, and it was just such a weird moment. I remember being very flabbergasted when it was shown. So those are my Team Mom OG uh, favorite moments or moments that popped into my head that made me really think of the girls and just really exemplified what I feel like the Teen Mom OGs are all about. So let's go on on over to Teen Mom 2, and I want to start with Leah, and I picked... For Leah, I picked a dark scene, and it's long, and we're, it's like a, a full three-minute clip. I included the whole segment because I just, I felt like it was, the whole thing was needed. And um, this was like when we first started to notice that Leah had a drug problem, although they are talking about it as she's just on too much medicine from her doctor. But, you know, then she ends up in rehab like a year and a half later. It comes out that she's an opiate addict. And let me tell you, um, in my professional experience, opinion she is nodding out on opiates and not having taken like one too many xanax my grandma was watching the girls today while i'm at work the medicine my doctor prescribed is making me super drowsy but i really need to focus on Allie's wheelchair hello hey is this kim yes it is hey how are you <clears throat> let me move chairs i'm sorry I'm very far out, I was going to say no. <laughs> what, like, what do you think I should do about the wheelchair? Because Corey's entrance is saying right now that they won't cover it because she's not old enough to know whether she needs it pretty much or not. 
which I never heard that. I mean, Corey doesn't want to, like, push the issue because he really doesn't like the wheelchair idea anything. Anyway. Well, it's not uncommon for wheelchairs to initially deny a large piece of equipment like a power chair. And so then you have to look at what exactly did they use as rationale for denying it, and you answer each of those challenges. Yeah. Another thing that I was going to talk to you about is with with Allie's disorder, like I feel like her realization to everything has just came up more in the past few weeks than it ever has. And like, I don't know, what what would be some ideas for you to tell us what to say to her? She's asking about things more. Yeah. Yeah, when that's not uncommon when you got a kid. As smart as she is, she realizes that kids her age are able to do things she has trouble with. Um, you as a family have to kind of decide how you want to handle that and how much you, you, know, you want to tell her. My personal view on it is if a kid's smart enough to ask me a direct question, then they deserve a direct answer at their level just simply explaining like that she has this thing called muscular dystrophy and it means that her muscles are weaker than other kids. That means they get tired more quickly. They're hard conversations to have most definitely, but it's really important I think to maintain those open lines of communication. Maybe they need to get, like, if they would do something, like, they even make, like, a lower die and stuff instead of putting all that stuff in a kid's head, you know? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that part. They make, like, a different die and stuff, so maybe they're too, putting too much in the baby's head. I'm sorry, you're really breaking up, Leah. Okay. I can, and I hear head again, and that's all. No, I'm, like, tired, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'll let you off here. Ah, bye-bye. Okay. Oh, boy. So Leah calls the physical therapist to get some advice and literally nods out while they're talking. Uh, MTV in that scene pans in on her trying to tie her shoes and she stops <laughs> tying her shoes. And this scene is kind of legendary in the Teen Mom fan world for her talking about the dye on the baby's head. And I'm obsessed with uh, the physical therapist's reaction to it when she's like, um, I'm, I'm not really sure what's going on. You're breaking up. I can't totally hear you. <laughs> it's just so, like, it's it's terrible to laugh at because, like, she's a drug addict and she was in her drug addiction. But it's just so fucking crazy. And, like, it's insane that MTV aired that. It's insane that it happened at all. Um, you know, I, I feel for her. But that clip is always what I think of when uh, Leah or Leah's defenders say she only went to rehab for anxiety and depression. I don't think so, sis. There was also that scene of her... Um, holding her nephew and she like nods out and whoever's sitting next to her like grabs the baby because she's literally about to drop the baby from nodding out but I'm sure she just went to rehab because she was really stressed <laughs> ay yay, yay, poor Leah so let's go to Janelle next you guys know I love Janelle I could come up with a million different scenes to play for her um, but this is like one of my all time fucking favorite Janelle moments like without fail 
It's from really early in the show, I think season one, episode four. Um, she just meets Kiefer. It's literally the morning after she meets Kiefer. It's just so fucking perfect and just sums Janelle up so well. And like I said, there are a million fucking things that I could play. Um, but this is what I have to play. Think you're going to lay around here all day? I don't think so. Jay's is going to be with me today. No, it's not. Uh, why not? Because you're so friggin' hungover. So, I'm not hung over. Well, what are you? I'm tired. Yeah. I have a headache. I feel like I got throw up. Yeah, you're hung over. Yeah, I- it's short and sweet, but just so funny and perfect. I'm not hung over. I'm tired, and I have a headache. <laughs> And she was supposed to babysit for Barbara that day. She stayed out all night fucking Kiefer. Came home with hickeys all over her neck. And (laughs) Barbara's so pissed. And also right here I'm going to throw in a bonus clip of Janelle screaming, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Janelle. What? And since we're on the subject of Barbara and Janelle, I want to play this amazing, um, trailer that mtv was playing i believe before season two because this is season one clips of barbara the voice or the audio quality isn't as good because it came from youtube but it's just so funny and i just love to play it oh my god here we go well janelle i see you with kiefer i don't care about kiefer look at your damn neck all the hickeys all your friggin neck i don't care about kiefer i won't be a fun Barbara, I love you. When the se- before Team Mom even started, I remember they were running this ad, and it was like Barbara was screaming, "That's it! I'm calling the cops!" And my cousin and I used to just like scream at each other all the time. Do you remember that, Julia? It was really <laughs> Barbara's is really a treasure and a gift to us all. Okay, so for Kalen's moment, I wasn't really sure what to do for Kalen. I had to like rack my brain. I could not think of anything to do for Kaylin for some reason. I I don't know why I thought she'd be easier, but there was just nothing like jumping out at me totally when it came to Kale. And then I remember this incident where she files a PFA against Joe because of a fight they get in where she's actually the one that hits him, but she goes to file a PFA against him. And this is her explaining um, maybe her regrets the next day or a couple days later. Isaac and I haven't had any contact with Joe or his family since our fight almost two weeks ago. I'm going to meet with my lawyer now because in a few days we have our hearing for the PFA, a protection from abuse order that will make sure Joe cannot harass or be violent towards me. Are you nervous? Well, I mean, I kind of feel bad that I even did it in the first place. I did it more as to prove my point, like, don't mess with me. Like, yeah. This, that's not okay like it isn't okay but now that i did it i feel like when the pfa is over or if i drop the charges or they don't grant it to me like it's just gonna be 10 times worse yeah like we're gonna hate each other that much more and we were fine before all this so it's like mm-hmm. in the midst of everything going on i still have finals next week so oh my gosh this sucks bad I just love Kale's realization that Joe will be mad at her for filing a false protection from abuse order. 
Oh, you don't say. Um, you know, now she has a PFA against Javi, and this really shows, like, how vindictive and manipulative Kale is, and if she... She will use the courts, like, to her advantage to hurt people around her. And that's, like, not a good look. It's not It's not a great look at all. Um, Kale, do fucking better. On to our final uh, favorite moment clip is Chelsea. At first, I was like, ooh, what should I do for Chelsea? I was thinking... Honestly, like, the most memorable Chelsea moment from any of her episodes is from the 16 and Pregnant when Adam texts her that horrible text where he asks where he can sign the rights over and calls her a fat stretch mark bitch. But I don't think that's fair to use in a Mother's Day show. (laughs) I mean, was it fair to use the Leah clip? I don't know. But I just don't think that's good for a Mother's Day clip. And it wasn't really, like, her saying it. And I don't even remember if she reads it out loud or if we just see it on the screen. No, she definitely reads it out loud to Randy. So, I went to one of my favorite Chelsea scenes, which is after she had gotten into a huge fight in season one with her roommate and best friend Megan, who was living with her, uh, She kicked Megan basically has to move out. Megan and Chelsea moved in together. Randy was paying the rent. And the one rule was that Adam could not move in. So what does Chelsea do? She moves Adam in. Of course. And Adam is, like, disgustingly terrible to Megan. And Chelsea refuses to apologize. And they get into this huge fight. Megan moves out. The whole time, Chelsea's just crying hysterically. Like, they're doing this to me. Like, why did they put me in the middle? Because she won't stand up to Adam. And she won't admit that this is all Adam's fault. And so, like, a couple days later... Uh, Megan comes over to get the rest of her stuff. And this is what happens. Today, Megan's coming over to get the rest of her stuff. And I'm kind of nervous about seeing her. Is Adam here? No. He's not? No. Okay. I just stopped by so I can grab some stuff. I didn't want him to be here, though. I still want to be friends. I know. I was going to say something. I think it was all, like... That day, it was so intense. Yeah, I wasn't mad at you mm-hmm. at all. It was just, I hate him. I hate him. I know, me too. Like, I don't want him to come between us. Like, I don't think he really, like, made us fight and, like, not like each other. It's just, like, him. I don't know what to do. He comes between, like, everyone I am close with. Like, all my friends, my family. Mm-hmm. But you're not mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. I just don't like the whole situation thing mm-hmm. are we still like bffs best friends forever i want to be okay but like it's gonna take a long time if adam and you are like still together through because he's always gonna be around like mm-hmm. it can't just be me and you doing stuff i think i'm gonna go okay i'll see you later text you sometime okay. This is just a classic Chelsea scene of her um, not taking responsibility or accountability for any fucking thing in her life, blaming everything on Adam and not realizing that she's fucking throwing a friend out so that Adam can be the number one in her life, even though he hates her and never treats her well. It's just, it's classic Chelsea. She basically forces Megan to apologize and like, well, not apologize, but I love when she's like, are you mad at me? Like, yeah, she's fucking mad at you, Chelsea. She's always been mad at you since this fight. Like, Chelsea was responsible for this fight because she moved Adam in, even though Megan did not want him there. And now she's like, 
forcing Megan to say that she's not mad at her. It's just like it's typical Chelsea. And unfortunately, in some areas like this, I don't think she's matured much since it came on. So those are my favorite moments. And now I want to play some scenes. I want to play some voice notes from our callers. And we're going to start with Nicole and her favorite moment. Hey, Liz, it's Nicole. I want to share my favorite teen mom moment with you. Uh, It's definitely the namesake of this podcast. When Janelle meets with her probation officer and explains how Kesha is her idol and she just has to get a pass to go to this concert because she watches her videos like 30 times a day and he just doesn't understand. And that's why she got all the feathers in her hair. I mean, does it get more iconic than that? Love it. Well, yes, Nicole, that is a great moment. And surprise, I have it to play for you guys. So let's hear Janelle explain why she can't go to jail to her lawyer, Dustin. Okay. What they are asking for is the 8th through the 23rd. It would be a total of 16 days in jail. Well, see, the only thing is... On the 9th, I got second row seats to go see a concert. It's Kesha tickets. The problem is that that's not going to fly with your probation officer. No, 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 you don't understand. This is my idol. She's gotcha. like my idol, and I'm never going to be able to see her. When is the concert? August 9th. Like, but did you call her and tell, like, isn't there some way? I'm not can- mentioning the concert. I, I really can't miss that concert. I really can't. But that's why I got all these feathers in my hair because of the concert. I bought clothes for the concert. I set up hotel rooms for the concert. All right. Beautiful, great moment. Obviously, it's why I named this podcast. It's like the most iconic moment in all of Teen Mom history. Rihanna at one point used that clip on her Instagram to promo her show and just uh, like vo- muted, not muted, like edited out Keisha and said Rihanna. <laughs> uh, it was great. It was hilarious. It's classic Janelle. It's why I love Teen Mom in general. Okay, our next call is from Neely. Hey, Liz. It's Feathers in My Hair. Super fan, Neely. My favorite Teen Mom moment, um, I feel like it's something that no one probably remembers happening, and I'm not sure if I made it up, but in, like, early Teen Mom OG, there's a scene where Sarah is, like, loading or unloading the dishwasher, and Sophia bites her, and I must have, like, rewound that 15 times. It was just sweet little Sophia biting her mother, and I think, like, many of us at this stage have wanted to bite or harm Farah in some ways. So um, I just really appreciated Sophia taking that initiative at such a young age. And um, it definitely made me LOL. And um, that's my favorite moment. I think about it all the time, every time I see them. So um, thanks. Bye. Neely, I have no memory of that. And you may have made it up, but (laughs) that's really fucking funny. Um, there are lots of, like, early moments with Farrah and Sophia that are funny and also terrifying. Like, when Fair or Sophia rolls off the bed and also when she, like, turns her back on Sophia when she's in the, the sink giving her a bath and Sophia burns herself on the hot water. Like, I know, that's awful. That's not funny, but, like, it is kind of funny. 
Um, <laughs> so thank you, Neely. I appreciate it. And now we have Kara. Kara Berry, a fan favorite. And by fan, I mean a me, a Liz Bentley favorite. Hi, Liz. It's Kara. I was calling to tell you about my favorite moment in Teen Mom history. Um, I have to say mine is sort of a moment within a moment. It comes from the Teen Mom OG reunion special last year. Uh, where Farrah and Amber get into a fight about Simon um, saying some rude things about other cast members on the show, um, including calling Amber's fiancé a pedophile. Um, At this point, Amber comes from backstage screaming like a wild banshee. There's a mess of overly bleached blonde hair, bad extensions, double glued eyelashes and um at some point michael farah's uh long-suffering father comes on stage to defend her and then we get matt coming from backstage and they get into a deeply sad and hilarious old man fight that ends up with Michael and his chicken nugget shaped head on the ground. I could watch this moment every day for the rest of my life. And I truly think that I could be living my best life. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. You guys, uh, happy mother's day to all the mothers out there, except for Farah because she is a Demogorgon. All right, Liz, talk to you later. It's a great moment, Um, and I just want to read what Michael said about it post-fight to Raider Online, who he spoke to exclusively. I'm still under treatment and on workers' comp, he told Radar. I'm a disabled vet. He destroyed my hearing aid. Matt didn't know the can of worms he opened when he hit me. As Raider readers know, the fight started when Abraham... Is her last name Abrams? It's Abrams, but it looks like Abraham. When Abram told Dr. Drew Pinsky that Amber Portwood's fiance probably looks like a pedophile (laughs) so michael says i was on stage to protect my daughter matt didn't have to come on no one hit amber everyone was trying to stop amber from hitting (laughs) farah i don't know it's just so funny i love that he's like i'm a disabled vet like i I lost my hearing aid, which, yeah, that sucks. Like, if his hearing aid was broken, like, MTV should fix it. But, I don't know. It's just so funny. And Siri literally just popped on out of nowhere. And it says something terrifying about MTV fixing it. My phone is haunted. But, yeah, thank you, Kara. I love that moment. So fucking funny. And also, I can only imagine what Fair is going to pretend like Sophia does for her on Mother's Day. Yikes. Okay. Now let's hear Maria's favorite moment. Hey guys, hey, it's me, Maria, from the Facebook group. Okay, so my favorite moment from Teen Mom, it really, like, is my idea of the moment because I couldn't find it, but it's from somewhere in the beginning with Amber and Gary, and how can they not be your favorite? Um, So it's when Amber's, like, on the couch talking to someone about how much sex Gary and Amber used to have. She said they would, like, get it in, like, something ridiculous like five to seven times a day and then after Leah they were only having sex like twice a day and I specifically remember this because I watched it with my mom Patsy Ramsey and she was horrified. I hope you guys enjoyed my little abstract idea of my favorite uh, moment from Teen Mom. Thanks. Bye. 
okay, Maria, thank you for making me vomit. Um, I have no memory of that, and now I will literally never forget it. <laughs> How does Gary have the energy to have sex five to seven times a day? How is that possible? How is that possible? Also, I wanted to include this moment from the teen dad special, but I just didn't know where in the special it was, and I couldn't bring myself to watch like a half hour of it. The original teen dad special, where Gary says he got when he and Amber used to have sex and when she got pregnant, he was using a saran wrap as a condom. And the look on everybody else's face on stage is absolutely horrified. It's really fucking funny. It's really funny. Um, you should all go watch the teen dad special. So I want to go to Mona because Mona's segment is also about Gary and Amber. Hi, Liz. I'm Mona. I just wanted to share my favorite teen mom moment. And it's from Teen Mom OG, which I guess back, it's from 2010. So I guess it's before they were called OG. But it's 2010, it's season two. It's between um, Gary and Amber. And I, I always thought that relationship was such a mess. But there was this one very funny, very cute moment um, when Gary dresses up as the Easter Bunny and they surprise Leah and it's so cute um, to see him kind of struggle <laughs> and hop around this big guy um, hopping around in his costume. And it's just like to make his daughter happy. And I I love that part. And also that it didn't last very long because he got tired, you know, and he, he they give him the give Leah the Easter basket. He kind of like gets on the bed because he's so tired. And then Amber says the funniest thing. He she hugs him and says, Easter bunny sweatin'. <laughs> um, and then, like, even in this, like, really sweet moment, she does, Amber does the same kind of bossing around because, like, he wants to lie down because he's hot. Um, he keeps seeing the costumes uncomfortable. And then she says, suck it up and get up for Leah. And, uh, I'm like, great, Amber. Um, but, you know, another thing that she does say in this moment is that she kind of pauses and kind of reflects and she says, it's weird because I'm the mom getting this Easter stuff for the baby, but I would expect my mom to get me stuff. And then Gary puts his furry buddy hand on hers and says, do you want me to get you something for Easter? Would that make you feel better? I just loved it. It was, I mean, it was a I carry this moment in my heart, you know, Easter bunny sweating. All right. Thanks, Liz. Bye. I think if there's one takeaway image from all of uh, Teen Mom, the entire franchise, including 60 and Pregnant, it will be Gary and an Easter bunny, right? Like, I think that's what we will all rem remember on our deathbeds when we're asked about what we think of Teen Mom, because I'm assuming that's what will happen on our, all of our deathbeds. And now we hear from my love, Saudi, or is she know she's known on Twitter as Saad Burger. She's fucking funny. You guys should all be following her. Okay, let's hear from Saad. Hey guys, Saad here. I'm here to talk about my favorite Teen Mom moment. It's from Teen Mom 2. And my favorite Teen Mom 2 moment is the moment that Janelle's soulmate of the week, Nathan, stepped on the screen. Nathan brought the laughs. He brought the screams. He brought the tears. Nathan was Teen Mom gold. So I was pregnant with my first kid when Nathan first showed up on Teen Mom 2, and I was kind of pissed because I had always planned to name my first son after my maiden name, which is Nathan. Um, I contemplated not using the name because the name association was really getting dragged through the mud, 
But then I decided in the end that I couldn't let Teen Mom 2 dictate my life. Um, Nathan and Janelle met on Tinder, I believe, and their first date was to the abortion clinic. Janelle was aborting the pregnancy from her rush job marriage to Cortland, and she had already moved from that marriage on to the next guy. So um, let that sink in for a second. Janelle took a guy she met on Tinder on a date to the abortion clinic. Um, MTV did show the abortion on TV, but they pretended like Janelle's first date with Nathan was to mini golf because even for MTV, this was too much. Um, Nathan and Janelle's relationship was never great. They quickly got pregnant on purpose to um, keep them from fighting, which is hilarious. Look, the reason Nathan is such a great character is because he is a fucking idiot. Nathan has PTSD, um, he's an alcoholic, and but he's also just dumb. He has the funniest grasp of the English language, and he's given, given us gems like um, Don't Be Dramastic and I Want the Electronical Stroller. Um, one of the funniest Nathan episodes is when Janelle got arrested for God knows what, and uh, Nathan has to go tell Babs. He arrives at her door with a frappuccino, and he says, I've got good news and bad news. Babs asks, where's Janelle? And he goes, well, that's the bad news. Uh, she's in jail. He never continues with the good news, but we're left to assume the good news is that they added extra whip to his frappuccino. Um, on this most recent season, Nathan apparently got drunk one night, as he does, and called David to basically sign away his rights to Kaiser. I'm sorry, I find this hilarious. I can only imagine the look on my husband's face if I was like, hey honey, so um, some bad news. I, uh, I drank a little bit too much wine last night and whoopsies, I signed away the rights to our son. Don't worry though, I'm sure I can just take it all back. <laughs> Remind me not to do tequila again. So anyways, happy Mother's Day to all you psychos and tea mom heads. Being a mom is wonderful, but I recommend not choosing Nathan to be your baby daddy. Sad, thank you so much for that. Um, I could talk about Nate. I could do a podcast exclusively on that crazy motherfucker, Nathan. Um, yes, actually, they didn't meet on Tinder. I don't think Tinder existed yet. They met on Plenty of Fish, which is even worse. And they definitely went to the abortion clinic together for their first date. <laughs> Uh, there are just so many classic Nate moments. My favorite one is when he went on a business trip. Mind you, Nate had no job. And uh, to Atlanta to open a gym. I don't know. None of it ever made sense to me. And he comes back early to catch Janelle, to surprise Janelle or what I think is catch Janelle. And he's shit-faced drunk. And he's like running around the house like a fucking maniac. And then he pops up like behind the stairs and points at her and goes, stop it. Stop it. It's just, it's so funny. Nate is such, like, a weird, weird bird. I don't even know what to say about Nate, but he's so fucking weird and scary, but also hilarious. Also, it's funny you mentioned the name Nathan because, you know, my last name is Bentley, and in high school, I always thought it'd be really cool to get married and get pregnant, not, like, in high school, but as an adult, and have a son and name him Bentley and call him Ben, or Benny for short, as a way to, like, carry on my name. I thought that would be awesome. Um, I told people this, I thought it was so cute, and then fucking Macy stole my name, and now I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that in good faith or conscious. So tonight, Billy Roberts and I got dinner, and I made him record his favorite moment with me. 
I'm here with Billy. We just ate until we threw up at a uh, sushi buffet. Just kidding. We are now eating gelato, and Billy's going to tell me what his favorite Teen Mom moment is. Billy? All right. Hey, everybody. What's up? How's it going? So, okay. My favorite moment, Liz, you're probably going to kill me. This is going to be a long one, but I think my favorite moment, well, moments, is pretty much all of season one and season two, just because it's when they were broke and didn't have money and their cars were old and their homes were all untidy and whatnot, but recently going back and watching, I have to say, on the first or second episode of Teen Mom ever, Farah and her two gay friends drove three hours to confront this model guy that she met and brought home to her parents. You remember his name was Cole? Oh. Okay. Is he the one that when they brought him in, Deborah said that they were a Christ-like family and that she wanted him to go to heaven with yes. their family? Yes. 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 This is that Cole, that boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. So... He had come out to Council Bluffs, Iowa a few times to see Farah, and clearly looking back, it was just for camera time. He wanted to just be on camera. That was all the only reason he did that. Oh, okay, so I, I died at seeing her working at Buffalo Wild Wings, by the way. That was um, that was really hilarious, seeing Farah at working at Buffalo Wild Wings. Anyways, so Farrah's mom told her that it was a bad idea for her to go drive three hours to confront this guy who was apparently hooking up with a, a girl in his hometown because she has a daughter. Something that's very valid, but of course, Farrah being Farrah said, you don't understand and went anyways. And her and her two gay friends drove in her forest green Dodge Neon to wherever they were in Nebraska or wherever that was and confronted him at some pizza shop. It was the most awkward scene, I feel like, in the, the series because you don't get to hear the conversation. They didn't put the girl on speakerphone because he ended up by calling the girl he hooked up with there. It was very weird, but I just loved it because Farah, being the determined woman she is, I use woman with air quotes, um, I just that was probably one of my favorite moments. I think everybody should go back and watch it. It really, I think it was probably her first crazy moment that really got me on the Farrah train and kind of sort of obsessed with her and her antics. Yes, I too uh, love early season Farrah. And I'm going to play the clip that I talked about of her mom asking if the boyfriend wanted to go to heaven with her. Not even a boyfriend, a guy she went on a date with. To learn a little bit about you, obviously, um, <laughs> you can call me overprotective. Okay. You can call me a bitch. I don't care what you call me. It doesn't matter. Do you so, how many, serious, how many serious relationships have you been in? Two, I'd say. What do you think happened to those relationships? The girls cheated on me. And then, like, just after that, there's no trust. So you want honesty. There has to be trust, yeah, definitely. What else is important to you? Um, a physical attraction. I mean, that might be kind of shallow, but... I would hate to think that the only reason that you would be interested in Farah would be for a physical attraction and a physical relationship. I understand being young 
all right? But I don't go for being ruled by your crotch. Yeah. I will never go for that because I don't want any more Sophias. I don't need that. Me personally, with our religious background, we believe in abstinence until mm -hmm. you get married. That's where we're from, mm -hmm. okay? I don't know about your religious background, so can you tell me about that? Don't really have any. We don't go to church or anything. So Not would, really so religious. Would you like to go to church with us? That's fine. We would love to have you go to heaven with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, there's just so much goodness in that scene. There's so much goodness. And our final call-in is from Troy, who shares his favorite moment. Troy McGeady, he hosts The Smush Room. It's amazing. It's on Patreon at the $8 level, www.patreon.com slash evpsychos. So we're kind of like co-workers in a way, essentially. <laughs> Love you, Troy. Here's his favorite Teen Mom moment. Liz Bentley, I've been instructed to let you know my favorite Teen Mom moment of all time, which I find to be really unfair because... That's almost impossible to narrow down to one thing. So to be fair, I tried to gauge it based on what I YouTube the most. And <laughs> my most YouTube moment ever of Teen Mom that I've gone back and rewatched over and over and over is Farrah Abraham being kicked out of the white party. I don't know why, but for some reason... <laughs> Of all the Farrah moments, besides the fact that I love Farrah's cry, and if I could choose all of Farrah's crying moments and when her lip snarls and she starts whispering and her voice fades away because she starts to cry and she doesn't know why she's crying, that would be my favorite moment if it could be, but it can't. So my favorite moment is when Farrah Abraham got kicked out of the white party and she kept saying all day that she was above the party and that the party was beneath her and she's better than all the negative bullshit that it brings out of her but then she got there and they didn't want her and she left and then she kept trying to convince everybody around her that she left or that she was kicked out because of teen mom and then finally that one producer with the curly hair who looks like she's always on the verge of crying was like Farah, i think you were kicked out because of the porn and she's like, mm, that has nothing to do with porn. That's not why I was kicked out. It's because of the negative teen mom bullshit. And it was just the greatest moment of my entire life. If I could relive it every day, I would. I hope that, <laughs> I hope that that, um, that that makes sense as to why I love it. And I hope that I was able to narrow it down correctly. I love you, Liz Bentley. Bye. And I mean, that scene was so good. I had to include a clip of it. And I'm going to include what, uh, Ferris says to Sophia a little later in the hotel room. So I cut it so it wouldn't be crazy long. Um, so the first scene is Farrah and her mom talking in the car, and then it's Farrah talking to Sophia later that night. Sophia is with a babysitter at the hotel, and even though I'm not wanted at the white party, I'm going anyway. This is Rich Hampton. This is like the nice part of Rich Hampton. I grew up over here. I love your dress. Thank you. Very nice. Johnny Donovan. I'm a plus one. Okay, thank you. Thank you so okay, much. Thank you. Hi. Oh, that's the last name. You guys ready? Yeah. Oh my gosh, she actually got in. Oh, am I getting kicked out? Unfortunately. Unfortunately, you should laugh. I'm just laughing that I'm better than all that and that wasn't a party that even mattered. Oh hell, we've been kicked out of much better places than that. Yeah. God, hey, God girl. will handle them. It doesn't matter, Mom. I learned that I don't need to go to parties like this anymore. I'm happy I'm like so damn fabulous that no one knows what to do. I am, so, I actually just feel like I'm so much more important now because they did that. 
There's no time for haters, and a knock is a boost. You ought to go. You'll thank them one day for what they've done to you. Oh, I do, Mom. Every day, through all the negativity, thank every single yep. one of them. Absolutely. Yep. Mommy loves your little white dress Mommy. party oh. video. Mommy crashed it and had a ball. It was the little lady who crashed the party tonight. It's a good thing I did. We got Mama. And I would say to you, Boo Boo, don't let other people bully you and be weird to you. Crash their party. And I know that's what you deserve and I deserve it. Yeah, you go to bed. Whatever. God. So, like, there's just so much. There's so much there. Deb saying we've been kicked out of better places. The fact that it's Lisa Vanderpump's party. Um, <laughs> Johnny Donovan, her terrible manager, who was also Janelle's manager for a long time. It's just, it's just such a treat. It's such a treat. Um, her telling Sophia that Sophia should gate crash and that she's like really proud of herself for crashing is, I mean, bizarre to say the least. Yeah, it it's just a lot. Um, and I think we're going to end on that note. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really went um, above and beyond my normal editing for this. <laughs> it was a lot of work, but really fun to do. Thank you all for uh, voice noting me your mess, your favorite moments. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos and pledge at the $5 level for all of our episodes. Love you all. Have a great week and happy Mother's Day. Kisses. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.